you know, Khaled, DJ Khaled was somebody else that had that moment. He was literally like walking virality. He doesn't, he doesn't do clubs as much anymore in Vegas. I remember being in his uh, penthouse once and he was like, fan love, meet me in the casino right now. And I was like, no, what are you yeah. doing? What are you doing? And with the elevator's door was open and it was just like 200 people. And I was like, whoa, 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 where's security? Hold on. Yeah. And he's like, no, we good, we good. Yo, show. Do you oh, ever go to um, Crossover? In Cosmo? Yes. Yes. I, I, I like that place. There's a place at uh, Town... Um, what is it? Do you know this Undefeated? Thing? It's not Undefeated. It's something. I, I forgot. Because oh. I, I go to all of them. So My all... buddy owns uh, Crossover, so uh -huh. I can connect you. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, that that's why you're here. Yeah. Because this is what's so interesting. I've known you, Mike, for... God... I think I met you around 2007, 2008. Who introduced us? Was it Ryan Bassford? No, it was Jason Kennedy. Oh. Because I okay. used to work for E. Yes. And they used to come down here and throw big parties. And I, I still remember the first time I reached out to you. And I can't believe you're still here. Like, I was yeah. so surprised and excited when I saw you at that restaurant um, when I first moved back, when I first was in Vegas, because I was like, this is awesome, because I never got to tell you how much that meant to me, that of you course. really took care of me like I was like somebody when I wasn't with nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, and I'm being honest. I know, yeah. I know the level of celebrity. I was right next to the Kardashians, so I knew exactly where I was on that celebrity level, and I, and I was there at the beginning of their blow-up. But man, the way you treated me, and you always you always picked up, you always took care. There was not a question. It of was never I never felt judgment as like, oh, this dude's nobody. It was just like, sure, what do you need? And you would help out the best you could. So thank you. Oh, you're for so that. welcome. Yes. So so now, 2007, 2008, Kardashians, E had a party here. Like Ben Lyons, me, Jason. Oh my God, Ben. Yeah, everybody would come over and party in Vegas and you would take care of us and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I remember that was such a fun time. It's like pop culture exploded for 18 to 34 at that time. Yeah. I felt like that was the time of, because E was the highest rated it's ever been at that time. You had Ryan that just went there, huge TV contract. You had Joe McHale come back for the soup. You had the Kardashians. You had Snoop Dogg with a show. Yeah. I mean, it was the place to be. But when we, I, you were like, you've seen every evolution of celebrity, not a celebrity, celebrity, not a celebrity, like the ups and downs of celebrity. So I guess my first question is, what brought you to Vegas in the first place? And then we're going to get into, I mean, this crazy world. I'm painting a picture for you, okay. for people. Because- you have this crazy world. You've seen the ups and downs, and you're in the inner workings of Vegas. Yeah. So what's got you here? Well, I moved here in 2001 uh, with my my boyfriend at the time. Uh, we were living in Kentucky, and I had gone to school in Chicago. I went to Columbia College in Chicago, and I was a theater major. I went to a performing arts high school in Kentucky, so I, I loved growing up in Kentucky, but I just wanted to get out of there. Yes. Went to Chicago first for about a year. Then my parents kind of ran out of money because it was expensive. So I came back and then met this guy. I was working in restaurants. I was like washing dishes. Um, I had like bleached out in-sync hair. Oh, who did? Like, I mean, yeah. I couldn't because my hair wouldn't do it. But yeah, you had the frosted tips and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so... Um, long story short, um, we wanted to get out of Kentucky. And so there was a company here that a uh, golf course that paid for us to move out here so that my boyfriend could be a manager there. Oh, that's great. And so we moved out here and then my grandmother had retired here. So I knew, I knew one person, but when I first moved here, like I hated it because it, you know, if you don't know anybody, when you first move here, it can be difficult, much like moving to LA or whatever. Uh, because even though it's a big town, it's a small town, meaning the inner workings are very connected. Mm -hmm. And so even to, you know, get a job on the strip as like a busboy, you still have to know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so I like had six jobs when I first moved here. Worst I, job you ever had in Vegas and in Kentucky? The worst job, you know, actually working in Kentucky, I think the worst job I had, I think was working at Kmart. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, because what'd nothing, you do at Kmart? Nothing wrong with Kmart, but you know, and there's nothing wrong with doing the job, but it's just 
I was working at the register. Oh yeah, and yeah, you, know, you don't you don't even have to say more. Yeah. All the because I see you know, God bless people. I see people in nice places. Yeah, at the registers and they yeah. act like demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? So I mean, but I will hmm. say honestly, like doing that job, it, it's something that I think everybody should do because it teaches you so much. Patience, uh, humbleness, patience, like you know, uh, all of that you learn from doing those kind of jobs. So I, I highly respect and I encourage everybody to get out there and put their foot in something. Um, and then also, honestly, like washing dishes wasn't bad because you're by yourself. Uh, and also like everybody kind of like leaves you the fuck alone. Oh, yes. No, of course. Oh. Everybody kind of leaves you the fuck alone because you're getting the brunt of it. So like you work and, really hard, but you kind of are in your own world. And you know what I love about Cause I washed dishes too. What I loved about it. You knew when it was done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was yeah, a definite yeah. end. It wasn't yeah. somebody's going to say, it wasn't like somebody's going to go out there after the place is closed and eat some more. It was like, mm -hmm. done. When it's done, you leave. And it's kind of crazy as it sounds. Like, there's sometimes when I miss, like, that part of working in restaurants, like, washing dishes or being a server. It's like, at the end of the night, you're done. And, like, you're not getting emails or texts or, like, all the kind of stuff that I am doing now. Like you're done and you're done and you're like, all right, cool. Like I'm out. Like that's, that's what I say is that's the success I want to get to. I want to get so successful that I have a flip phone that doesn't have the internet on. It's just a phone call or the Bill Murray where you just have an answering machine at home. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll get back to you when I get back to you. Yeah. And you're still working all the time, but it's on your terms, totally on your yeah. terms. Yeah. You know? So we moved to Vegas and I had a bunch of different jobs for about a year. I hated it. I couldn't afford to get my hair cut at like super cuts. Wow. I was so broke. Um, and then finally, after about a year, I got hired at a place called the Foundation Room, which is on the top floor of Mandalay Bay. I remember that name. And I know that was big. At this time, this was like 2002. Um, at that time, it was like very, very hot. Like it was a members only club. On the weekends, they would open it up a little bit. Like, you know, if it was like you're a super hot woman or you're buying a table, you're a celebrity. And so I used to work in the restaurant, and so I was a busser. And then the manager, it would be really busy on Fridays and Saturdays. So the manager would be like, hey, can you stay and help, you know, clean up the lounge? They're really busy. So I did. And so, like, I, I loved it. You know, I was coming from Kentucky. I was still very green. Um, and I was surrounded, you know, and you were surrounded by money and things you probably never seen. Yes, in your life. but also like a lot of celebrities would come up there because they didn't do PR there. And so, like, um, you know, Christina Aguilera and, like, Britney Spears and Enrique and, like, all these, like, massive celebrities. I met so many people. And, like, you know, of course, you know, I was just cleaning the floor and clearing the plates. But, like, it was like, so exciting. Like, because at that time, Britney and Christina especially, like, were at their peak almost. Yes. Um, not, don't get... Christina and Britney fans, relax. Like, yes. I lo still love Christina Aguilera. Just worked with her two weeks ago. So love Christina. Still a massive fan. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying at that time, like it was massive. Yeah. Um, and I loved it and I was so enthralled by it. And um, I kind of, that's how I kind of get into the celebrity world was, was that job. And um, now were you... When you were in that moment, were you like a pop culture fan or were you like, oh, this is cool? No, that's where I learned. You weren't like a fanatic. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Because that's where I learned like um, that when you when you work with talent, especially big talent um, uh, and you I just you are not a fan. You're there to do a job. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I really kind of learned that. And that's where I started that. Um, I never would absolutely never like speak to anybody unless I was spoken to um, that kind of, that kind of thing. So coming from Kentucky, having that job, when a celebrity treats you wrong, because you know, just celebrities are just like everybody else. They have bad days or some yeah. of them just like assholes, just like other people too. Yeah. Uh, did that ever occur? I don't need to know the person, but how'd you deal with that? Like the first time that happened? Honestly, n not a lot. And, you know, because I get this question all the time and people say like, who, 
who's like the biggest diva or who would treated you the worst or whatever. And the truth of the matter is, and I give the same answer is that the bigger the celebrity is, um, generally the easier they are, they are to deal with. And some people don't agree with me on that, but here's here. Let me, let me finish my point. Here's my point. The more money somebody has, the more money they have to pay the best people to be around them, which in turn affects the talent and makes everything easier for me. So like, you know, I loved working with Madonna. Like I've worked with her a few times and like, even though like that's somebody that it's hard for me to like not fan out. Yeah. I never do, but it's hard for me not to because she's like my number one, right? She's like the one that I I still I don't get nervous around a lot of people. Very few, but yeah. like I get nervous around her, of course. It's it's interesting because I on that point where I think I think, you know, the press, the media, when I was in it, I remember the first time I interviewed Jennifer Anderson, right? The people at the office were like, oh my God, she's mean. She's this. She just broke up with Brad Pitt, blah, 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 blah. And so she's not gonna be happy and all this stuff. I interviewed. Nicest person I ever met. Yeah. So yeah. I think a lot of times press sways your your thoughts on a celebrity. Yeah. But once you usually, like you say, get to them, they're great. It's but their getting, job is to hire people yes. where it's hard to get to them. Correct. And I understand. I totally understand. Like The Rock is one of the nicest people I ever met. But to get to The Rock, you're gonna have to deal with a lot of layers. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of times, and everyone should. And that's why they're celebrities because it's hard to get to them. And they don't want to deal with every single person. Yeah, yeah. So if The Rock deals with you, he's never going to be negative. He's going to be super positive. But that's been vetted. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> You've been vetted before you get to him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I that's kind of how I got into nightlife. And then I um, got a few other VIP hosting jobs. I went from a buster to a VIP host. Got into another and club. And for people that are listening, what is a V? So people actually know, what is a VIP host? So when you are going to a club in whatever city, LA, New York, uh, Miami, Vegas, um, when you go to a nightclub, you have generally you work with a VIP host and their job is to facilitate not only the right people getting into the club via guest list, but also the right customers coming in who buy the tables. That's how the club makes money. They buy bottles, so on and so forth. Um, and then, so that's what I was doing. And so in that, I not only worked with, you know, a large amount of talent, but a large amount of millionaires, even a few billionaires here and there, people that had a lot of money, um, and a lot of access. And so you, that job was a great training ground for me, especially working with talent, um, in the way that not to be, um, feel intimidated, not to feel like fanning out or anything. It was just a very relaxed situation and not to be afraid to speak to celebrities, um, not to feel awkward. Mm -hmm. So that was like a great training ground for that. And so, um, Right around 2005 is when um, Jason Strauss, the owner of Tau, Tau yep. yeah, he moved to Vegas, one of the owners of Tau. He moved to Vegas, and I was also, so I was working in two nightclubs and writing a nightlife column in Vegas. Oh, so okay. I was out all the time. Yeah. And so it was like, the column was just about like where I went, what celebrities I saw, was there any gossip, whatever. Um, and so the magazine asked me to write an editorial about Jason. Uh -huh. Um, and I was like, an editorial, I was like, I didn't even really know if I could do it, but I was like, all right. So I hung out with him for a week and then he offered me a job, uh, and he wanted me to work the door and I said, no. Um, and he was like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I'd rather just be your assistant at that time because I, being a VAP host was great and the money was great, especially for being in my twenties. Yeah. Um, and now where did your, most of your money come from a VIP host? Was it from the place that hired you or was it from clients tipping you? You get it from, you get like a, like an hour. If I remember this was like 2003, yeah. that was like the last time I was a host. But at that time you were getting like an hourly wage. Okay. And then you got tips on top, the tips of, that. On top yeah, of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah who was your biggest client back then? 2003. My biggest bottle client? Yeah. Like, oh, that's a big difference. Yes. Yeah. Biggest name client or bottle client. I guess I guess the one that that kind of was because look, we're in an industry where your job is to get people in and to keep them coming yeah. in. So who was like impressive that the people were like, Oh wow, 
They, oh gosh, I mean there I'm there was a guy that would come in from Hawaii that used to spend like anywhere from like 20 to 30 grand, but he would come in almost every other weekend. So it wasn't just like a one-time thing. He would oh come in goodness. every other weekend and spend like that much money and then there but like then there was like the people that you would get like from Europe that would come out of nowhere and spend like $50,000. What's the most you've seen ever in a nightclub? Oh. All your years. Oh. Um like like 500,000, maybe 700,000 in that range. In, in one night. night. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I've seen. There's people now. That, was that a celebrity or was that some no. billionaire from another? Celebrities country? are not gonna. Spend no, money. I know. <laughs> celebrities don't. For people, celebrities usually don't spend money, but you still want them in there because it creates that vibe. Yeah, I mean, some celebrities do, but they don't spend like that. That, yeah, yes, because um, they don't need to. No, correct. Yes, uh, but no, it was a bottle customer, um, and that's not that. It's not that crazy uncommon i mean there's people that i've heard that have spent much more like i mean i've been i've been in like gambling rooms like oh, yeah. where i've seen somebody lose like a million dollars in like 20 minutes how because i don't look this is what's interesting i known i've known you for a long time but this is our first time actually sitting down and yeah. talking to you so i'm just going by the experience i have with you you, you still haven't seemed to be jaded on it. You still seem to enjoy it. So how do you keep that? Or maybe I'm totally wrong. No, I mean, I definitely have my moments, of yeah. course. But um, I always try to just remember, um, one, I try to keep, uh, this is not my real life. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this is not like real life. Like, I actually told this story uh, like the other day. Uh, I remember like doing, I was doing Kim's birthday and it was the same week that she had gotten engaged to Kanye and um, we did the event and it was like this massive PR. In Vegas. Like, yeah, Tal Vegas. Okay. It was like a massive, like, and Kanye was performing in, in town. So we went to the concert and like we had a police escort and then we came back and then we did the event and there was like, Hundreds of millions of impressions of press. Like this was really before social media. It was 2013, I think. Yeah. Um, social media was active, but not like it is today. And like, and I remember like the next day I woke up and like, you know, my parents needed to go to Walmart. So I drove them to Walmart. Like, that's not my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's my job, but it's not my life. Yeah. And like that. I might visit somebody's life for a short amount of time, but I'm fully aware that it's not mine. And um, I don't ever want that yeah. kind of life. I'm, you know. It's interesting when I did Courtney and Chloe take Miami with the Kardashians. This is, they've exploded so big, now they're doing spinoffs. And this was one of the first spinoffs. Oh, Courtney. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they did a makeup launch at a, I believe, what it may have been a Mac or whatever store it was in. I've never seen people, grown adults to kids, act like animals trying to get into a oh, store. Oh man, yeah. It was I've not you know, because I've seen it on TVs where people are running after celebrity cars and stuff, but to be in it standing next to them and people are shaking the doors yeah. to get in to meet these girls that I'm just like Okay, I understand, but I've never been that close to a phenomenon like that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's I've been lucky to to have kind of caught the caught the wave of several people that have been that have been at the peak of pulp culture and been able to be around them. Um, I mean, it happened with the Kardashians, um, who I worked with. I started working with Kim in like two thousand six. Um, before the show even. Yeah, well, the show um, launched in 2007. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? And I, I sit down with people and talk about this all the time because people always ask me since I was on the show. To me, the craziest thing I saw was people that come from obscurity in just three to four years worldwide known. And this is before mm. social media. Really. Yeah, and now it's like three to four days yeah <laughs> like three yeah. or four weeks yeah yeah, yeah it's like, in, like once video goes viral and everybody knows who you are yeah you know so i i feel like but to be around that where i remember i did their first interview on 
uh, I did a radio show on E called Yo on E. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember. And they did my, and they were my first guests because I was the media training for them. So I would interview everybody, no matter what new show they launched, and um, I would interview just so they get used to press, and then they would evaluate and go, yeah. "Oh, we need to do this and this." And you know why the Kardashians got their show? Because Lindsay Lohan dropped out of her show, and then Ryan, they owed Ryan a show on the network, and he threw on the girls, and they go, "Well, they've been pitching this girl show." Kardashians yeah. for a while, throwing the parents yeah. and we got a deal. Yeah. So it's funny how the world works where Lindsay not doing a show actually catapulted the Kardashians to world being world famous because if she did the show, there would have never been a Kardashian show. Yeah, no. It's crazy. I, it is crazy, but also there was there was something about Kim that I just felt like she was a star. And like yeah. I remember um I remember doing this first event with her in Vegas at Tao, and this was right around the time of the tape had come out. Yes. And Paris was the biggest celebrity in the world at in that time. In the world. In the world at that time. And, you know, they had had a recent falling out, and I really wanted to do this event. And I really had to push for it because... Um, well, Kim's name was, like, just being thrown in the trash because she made a sex tape. Correct. And women got... <laughs> nobody really cared about ray j but right, women but got thrashed about I it i just felt like she was i was like this i was like she's gonna go somewhere yeah she's a star and like i remember pushing to do this event and we did it and we got like a great amount of press and uh that's kind of like what started me into the realm of doing these like celebrity events i was like wow this is great this is fun like you know, we got great press out of it. Like, let's continue to do this. Do you think, do you, so just so I know, when y'all book these huge celebrities, because now you see them all over we the place. We don't do that anymore, though. Okay, that's what I thought, because yeah. I was like, does that really matter anymore? Because people no, get different. so much of them. That time was very specific. Like, Tao hid in Vegas. It was like lightning in a bottle. It yeah. Like, right place, right time. Mm -hmm like busy nonstop, celebrities coming in, like everybody wanted to have dinner there, everybody wanted to go to the club. So it was a very specific time and and just not in Tao, but in Vegas. Like it turned into like this whole thing where these mega clubs now, and then it was like, what celebrity is hosting? Like, yes. Like I, I- Do you feel like, like for instance, Tao, always Pat. Yeah. No matter if no celebrity was there, do you think a celebrity- Y'all, y'all weren't booking the celebrity to pack out talent. It was more for press, right? Both. I mean, both. Well, like, I there was, I there was, um, I remember doing a birthday with Kim in like two thousand eight or nine, I think, and I think it was two thousand nine. And like, she pulled on a Friday night. She pulled almost like six thousand people that came to Tao on a Friday for her birthday party. And I like when I tell you, like there was like much like you were talking about, there yeah. was mobs of people. Like now, did they actually get to see her? Yeah. Oh, she I did mean, go up and say she hi. She was she would we used to sit on the second level in the nightclub. It has two levels. We used to sit on the second level, and like the film crew would be there, the family would be there, and then everybody could get on the mic and like wave to everybody and like same thing. Like there yeah. would be like mm crying crying and then as the years kind of progressed like that was still obviously a thing but then you would have people that would i remember somebody flying from india to come to this event one of her birthdays and i was like will you take a picture they flew from india and she's like oh my god yes of course like and that is like one thing that people always ask me is like how how are they in real life versus the show and i was like literally like i think kim is the she's the same person um, she's the same person like they all are. They just have more money and more well, awareness. I, I she I, still gets in on the joke. Like she talks. No, about, no, no. I, I yeah. think like my experience with them, they became the show. You know what I mean? Like yeah. their person. What you saw was them wanting to kind of be celebrities, and then they are celebrities. So they actually morphed into a real life version of the show yeah, does that but, make sense yeah but they're all like they're super nice yeah the nicest most professional like people some of the nicest professional people i've ever worked with and they still yeah. are to this day um and um you know khaled dj khaled was somebody else that had that moment um he almost even 
he was like to a degree even greater because what happened with him was that it was the explosion of Snapchat and he yes. he was literally like walking virality for a yes. period yes. of time. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like and we were I, I had started working with him about a year and a half before that happened. And so, and we, when you say working with him, what's that mean? We had a residency okay. with him in Vegas. Yeah. Mm. He doesn't he doesn't do clubs as much anymore in Vegas, but uh, he doesn't really need to. But I I try to I basically spend a couple months every year trying to get convince him to come, and if it works out, he'll do it. We did it last year, um, but. Yeah, like he, I've never experienced anything in my life, much like the virality that he had using the platform of Snapchat, which was exploding at the same time. And like walking, being with him and like walking through the casino and like, and like him being like, I remember being in his uh, penthouse once and he was like, fan love, meet me in the casino right now. And I was like, no, what are you doing? What are you doing? And like, and like we went downstairs 10 minutes later, not even 15 minutes later. And we, the elevator's door was open and it was just like 200 people. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, where's security? Hold on. Yeah. And he's like, no, we good. We good. And like, <laughs> it was wild. That's that's. But I remember Kim was posting where she would eat. This is at the beginning of Instagram and stuff. And people would show up. So she had, they were like, yo, you got to start showing up. You got to start posting after you leave places because you're starting, you're starting to have it. No, I remember when she, I remember when like, I remember when she would like tweet me and she was the most followed person on Twitter. I was like, whoa, like. Oh, and you you see an immediate reaction because people's like, well, if she's following this dude and tweeting at him, you know, like, yeah. who is it? It's it's interesting, the whole celebrity world. How much has it changed now, though? Since, right, they, right. since they don't need the club. Oh, look, they, they'll take the money, but I, the fans don't need a club anymore to see them because they're 24-7 on their phones. Well, now it's about, it's not about necessarily picking up a coming to Vegas and hosting a nightclub. It's about coming to Vegas and getting the content. Yeah. So now it's mm-hmm. like not just for celebrities, but like but like influencers, you know, like mm-hmm. they all want to come to Vegas and they want to get in the DJ booth. You know, um, do you think because there's a lot of businesses I know movie companies is one. Yeah. All the big movie companies and other big companies. They're finding out that influencers don't have influence, but they do have influence on certain things. But like, you can't send a bunch of influencers to a movie because they tried that and they go, nobody, it really doesn't bring more people to the movie. Mm. You know what I mean? But makeup, something they actually use, that's where the influence actually happens, not somewhere they go or see. Does that make sense? Um, yes. Or have you not? No, that's not. It depends on what it is. Okay. So like, you know, there's been multiple. I work in, uh, probably in, I'd say around 2012, I think, 11, 12 in that era is when I started to um, work with uh, YouTubers. Oh, yeah. Um, now, YouTube is a different story. Yes. Because those people... They give so much of themselves on there. Yeah. People actually feel like they really know them. Yeah. Well, I started to work with YouTubers right around in that beginning of uh, of the 12, 13. Yeah. And, um, and now, obviously, things have progressed. And like YouTube, Instagram, we have TikTok, da, 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 da. So now, like, there's been... So- I have been working with influencers for about eight, nine years. So, like, my number has been... Influencers are kind of like gremlins. It's like you get one wet, they just all show Yes, up. yes. So like you give one influencer a comp meal, then they all kind of come in and your number gets passed around. So I've worked with hundreds of them now. And like... Um, now, do you ever get annoyed with that? No. That your number gets passed around like that? No, it depends. Like, it depends. Most it's of the, situation. Most people are cool, I think. Um you know what I don't like? But was, can I can I tell you something? Can though? I t- oh, okay, go no, ahead. let me go first. Okay, you go first. I would be so upset if I were you, and an influencer would be like, "I want a free meal." Like that would upset That's, me. No, nobody. I have not worked with one person who. Okay, me good, good, good. And said good. like, "I want a free said meal." Free meal. Yeah, no, they, I I okay. wouldn't. I wouldn't. When I say like, when I say that, like, most people reach out and say if I want to collab. 
And okay. I'll say, yeah, of course. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let's do it. Like, you know, well, you know, we look at their profile. We look at their numbers. Like, what brand do they make the most sense for? We gotcha. do all that gotcha. work. Okay. But, like. Um, what do you hate? Tell me what you hate. You know what a, a little pet peeve is? Is, like, when somebody loops you into, like, an email or a text chain, but they don't give you any heads up. And they're just, like, they just assume that you're going to handle it. They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm just, like. Man, like, can you just give me a like? Let it's me disrespectful. Know, like, uh, no. um, it's, it's like somebody. Like it's like you're in a room hanging out with somebody, and just random person walks in and like, hey, what's up, guys? You're like, I, I didn't know this I, person I was just, coming. I don't like that, but don't do that to Mike. If you <laughs> don't do that, okay. But what I was saying is that now, in regard to influencers specifically in Las Vegas, um, but like now like with the the growth of the foodie influencer oh there are some influencers um that have you know they really have a lot of power and um i have learned um to I, i feel like i'm respectful with everybody but i've also learned that um every influencer is obviously different and all of them work in different ways um some of them there are some people that are they're very respectful about but they're like you know you know, they're not, they're like, you know, if you want me to come in and have dinner, of course, I'm open to that. If you want me to do, you know, a video and everything, you know, uh, this is my rate and this is what I, these are all my numbers. This is how much I've produced for other people. They're, everybody's pretty professional about mm-hmm. that. Oh, that's good. Um, but there's definitely massive influencers that are in Vegas that can um, make your restaurant go viral, which oh, yeah. is huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I so yeah like I I see what you're foodie, saying. Foodie foodie people because that fits the brand. Yeah. But if I'm an Instagram like this is my thought for business after just a bird's eye view. If I'm an influencer that has nothing to do with food and I go eat at uh Lavo for example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that moves the needle. But if I'm burger god or cheeseburger god or pizza god or foodie god and i go to lavo and say yo you need to try this and it's smoking and it looks there yes that will bring people to that because i watch tv for that just like you watch hgtv for house ideas now so kim having her birthday at tau which was on tv and she had dinner in the private dining room where Scott got up and and was drunk and almost yeah. got in an incident, right? We still get calls to this day. Oh yeah, that people say, "Can I have my? I want to have dinner in the private room where Kim Kardashian ate." So now, like that was on TV, and now X amount of years later, they're like, "Oh, I want to go to that restaurant where the, my TikTok, you know, the, my favorite mm. influencer had." Oh okay, I got you. Transfer of like eyeballs in a way. Yeah, the attention has rotated i love it man do you uh, think that like the the long term of that is going to stick with the influencers the same way it does with the celebrities um yeah i think it's now both like i i mean you remember like when like let's look at the met gala right yeah so like the met gala like it was um you know fashion people of fashion and models and then celebrities started to get into mm-hmm. fashion because anna winter started putting celebrities on the cover of vogue right that was at the time different that wasn't happening so mm. when you look at the met gala now it's not just uh models and fashion people it's celebrities but also influencers yeah and you're also seeing reality stars that are the kardashians they're they are still reality stars and they are at the met gala mm-hmm. so it's like it's the 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 attention of whoever is relevant at that moment has now opened up a lot because that's pop culture that's yeah. the moment that's yeah, a, yeah. you know my my friend who's a comic uh, had a very good point he goes you remember when we used to laugh at instagram models he goes now they're the models yeah you know what i mean he <laughs> yeah. goes well, we used to laugh at them but now they are the models yeah much like you know uh creators that are monetizing on only fans which yes. Um, I, I, do you have only fans? You have I, one too. I right, don't Mike? have one. I'm no? sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not, I'm not available to swipe up for more exclusive. <laughs> no. There's no exclusive content that you can swipe up for, for me. So how to make deals for clubs uh, with Mike on only fans. But, uh, I know a lot of, I work with some only fans creators. I know multiple only fans creators. I know some of the people that work there. Um, and that whole world has really, um, exploded and it's getting it's now in the beginning where um, in the 
in COVID where it really started to blow up and everybody kind of was like, mm, mm, like judging and whatever. And now like those people are making so much money that oh, yeah. you can't mm. deny. Because like, they were at the beginning. Of I mean, something. like when Bad Baby is making 40 or $50 million in a year and then gets invited to speak at Harvard about like how that happened, like can't deny that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's pretty insane. This whole social media world. And you have to keep up with, I mean, everybody does because I was the new thing in stand up comedy. I'm a comic. And they were like, you got to put clips of all your stuff. But I don't release clips. I don't do a lot of crowd work. But now that's the thing. You got to. So you don't want to be the old guy going, I'm not going to do that. You yeah. Gotta, you got to change with the times. Yeah. Um. So Kardashians you were with, is that the biggest explosion you've been close to? Or Kardashians, what's your most memorable? That Khaled, um, LMFAO. Oh my gosh, yes. I remember yeah. that. Party overnight, rocks. almost it seemed. Overnight, yes. dude. Just LMFAO, hold party on. guys, Red fun. I started working with LMFAO like I think 2009. Uh, I think 2009, and like I remember, I like I, I booked them, had them in Vegas multiple times. They were great. They were fun guys, like whatever. And then we, I signed them to a residency deal. And then three months later is when um, Party Rock Anthem came out. Yes. You know, like, Party Rock is in the, the house. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That song, all their songs still go. They yeah. still go. And they're all still played in the nightclub. And, like, that song went and, like, and, and then it like got out and then it was like big, big. And then number one, then number one worldwide. And then it was like the biggest song in the world. And then like the video exploded. Yeah. And like, you know, then they were doing the Super Bowl. And like, you know, at that whole time, we still had them in playing marquee in Vegas. And wow. Like, they were, he was like, so they were so big. Like they were the big, like Black Eyed Peas at that time was the biggest band in the world. Yes. Like cannot dispute that but they were the biggest the mo band. they were the moment they, they were, were the biggest band right yeah. then yeah. for yeah. about a year yeah and it was like party rock anthem and then sexy and i know it yeah. yeah and like i traveled like i was flying i went to the vmas with them twice i went with them to shoot the video for sexy and i know so it. so you travel with a lot of these people do you become just like a, a comfort to them or like why are you going with them if you work for the Tao group because um it's because it's everything is about relationships. That's what I'm saying. Like you're, you're very, they get very comfortable with you, and they're like, "Hey, you need to be with us." Of course, it's yeah. like it's like the more that artist gets hot, right? Yeah. Okay, so the artist gets hot, then everybody else wants that artist. Yeah. Right? And so then it's like you then have to say like when it comes to renegotiate that contract, right? And like everybody wants that artist, it's like. Yes, you are going to have to renegotiate the money and the terms, of course. But then it's like, if that person has a relationship with you and they they bond with you and you're a friend, then you have a little bit more yeah. leverage. A hundred percent. You know, like, and also you were there before they even blew up. So I think real, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I'm a very um, loyal person. Yeah, you know, but a lot of people aren't. Too, I am you know? too. Yeah, but working in music um as well as in the world of celebrity like business is business business is business and mm -hmm. i've learned that lesson because i give everything i have to um people that i work with and and uh, and i've i had my heart broken a number of times yes and so now when that's you say the business when you say heartbroken you thought they would do business with you but they didn't meaning that i had put everything i have into this relationship with the talent, like going above and beyond, trying to make sure that they were happy, that everything, all the events were amazing. And then, um, you know, they ended up leaving to go to somebody else. Gotcha. Um, and so, um, you know, it, it's part of, it's just part of it, you know? Yeah. Just like, you know, like it's, when, yeah. when somebody, you know, when, you know, you um, do a residency with, uh, a nightclub that you're on the comedy you're on tour, tour yep. with mm -hmm. and then like somebody else wants you and you're like hey i love you but yeah loyalty yeah, yeah. but i mean it's business it's business, business. it's yeah, loyalty it's but it's also if they can't Fair match enough. with the other place yeah. but that's the thing like yeah i remember like i love this quote that beyonce said in her documentary she said business and polite don't match no they don't no. they don't because you got so, 
sometimes you just gotta look like an asshole. I know. You know, and that's the bad thing. Sometimes you do. I hate I, I'm really not good at that though. No, 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 no. <laughs> so so um Vegas. Let's talk about Vegas. What do you love about Vegas? Because Mark Wahlberg lives right down the street. Uh, oh, we just I uh, just did a thing uh, I he, saw that. at Cathedral. Like we just opened and he hosted it. Yeah, so he lives right down the street and I'm like, "Okay, I hear there's rumors of 15 studios like wanting to be built in Las Vegas." Ever since I moved here, I was like, "This is going to be the new Hollywood 2.0. Why wouldn't you want to shoot here if they get the tax breaks?" There's also another studios rumor that but the you know, the government has the the they have to approve it here. You know, but I really feel that after COVID, people reassess and they're like, we don't need to do this in Hollywood anymore. We could come out to Vegas and people can live here where it's tax free, et cetera. And we can have fun out here, too, because you remember residencies when they were like, oh, their career is done. Now residencies is like, oh, they're hot and they want to be here. Yeah, I that's so funny you say that, because I I, I was having this conversation with. Perez actually the other day. I love Perez. Perez actually just moved to Vegas. Everybody is. So uh, he's been in Vegas for like I think three months now. Yeah. But um, he, we were just having this conversation actually because it's so funny. As you said, like um, I remember, was it Justin Timberlake who made a joke about having a residency in Vegas years ago? I don't remember. And like I remember, it was like seven, eight years ago. But like now, it's like you have Adele, you have Lady Gaga, you have Bruno Mars, you have like. Um, well, you had Katy Perry, Katy yeah. Perry, like everybody that is still massive and still extremely relevant and still white hot. Like, they're and that's all just the pop art. You got country coming in. But not I mean, only that, you have the sphere, the sphere, you two's coming yes. to like, kick it off. You have the MSG yeah. sphere, which is like the most technically advanced auditorium in the world. It's going to blow your mind. And like, um, you know, everybody's very excited for that. I'm excited. YouTube's opening that. And so Vegas has really become not just, you know, we have the Raiders, we have a Legion stadium, we have the got Oakland a baseball A's. team. Yeah. Dude, my, when we get a basketball team, I'm a hundred percent in, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, cause the rumor is LeBron wants to bring a basketball team out here. So it's kind of like, that's the one I'm invested. I'm buying seats, season tickets. I'm <laughs> in for that, but I'm excited about the A's too. Yeah. So like Vegas over the last, I think in the last 10 years, um, has become, um, not somewhere where your career goes to die. It goes to flourish and yeah. to get paid. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why, and honestly, I, I travel for comedy all the time. Why would you want to go anywhere? Look, traveling is fun sometimes, but if you can get paid a great amount of money to just not leave and be with your family all the time. Yeah. And I, it's a great move, man. And I love that all these big artists, but I really feel it's going to be bigger than that. Have you seen Adele yet? No. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Okay. I don't think I love Adele. Now, before for all the Adele fans, but this is me not seeing or hearing about the show. I don't really want to go to a show where I feel it's going to be slow. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. The music where it's slow. Hold and, on. Hold on. Uh-oh. So. I am. I love Adele. I'm not a massive fan. Okay. I love her though. I love her music. Great. So I was dying to see this show and I'll just be straightforward. Like I've been in Vegas 20 years. Yep. I know a lot of people in entertainment. I've been blessed to get free tickets for things. Right. So I knew that this wasn't going to happen. And I was just like, I just want to pay to go. Could not. Could, I was trying to pay to go. Couldn't happen. Finally, I just went on StubHub and it was Christmas Eve and I bought myself one ticket. I went by myself, paid on StubHub. And how much the, was it? It was with tax and everything. It was about nine hundred. And but he's gotten so many free tickets throughout your life. That's how you like justify it. Yeah, yeah that's kind of no, that's but, how I just like. But 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 like, I will tell you though that like that show, I've seen hundreds of concerts, and that show was one of the top five shows I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not even a massive Adele fan, but her, she's so good. And every part of that show, like from the lighting to the sound to everything was just such top notch. I would absolutely pay that much to see it again. Really? It was so good. Okay. I might have to see this. You got to go see it. I'll tell you what concert. Was in the Coliseum? Yeah, at yeah. the Caesar Palace. It's at Caesar Palace. Palace. Yeah. I'll tell you a concert I went to. It wasn't big production, but it was like a throwback Backstreet Boys. 
Oh my god, I saw it so three times. Fun, I saw it three times. Dude, it's so fun, it's man. Good. Because you're like, you know all the songs, you're yeah. dancing, you say it brings you back to when you were young and had energy. It was awesome. Best performer I've seen residency wise in Vegas is Jennifer Lopez. Not Bruno Mars? Oh hold on. Okay. For a female. Okay. Bruno Mars is the best living male performer on the planet. Hands on down. the planet. And I will argue with all of you about that. I love Usher as well, don't get me wrong, but Bruno for me, um No, there's not even it's not even close. Like you're right in saying look, I love Usher too. But J Lo, she her production is not it's not on the level of like Adele's production. Um, but Jennifer as the performer, she just like you cannot touch her. She like, embodies performance. She like oh, yeah. <laughs> she like she that show I saw it seven times. Like wow. Oh my god, it's so good. Let me tell you something about Bruno Mars. His set is not great at all. He's just so good. He doesn't need an outstanding. You don't set. think his set is good? Not compared to. Oh my god, I love. I love. Not Bruno compared Mars. to the other. Did you sets. see Bruno Mars during the Silk Sonic period, or was it just Bruno Mars? I saw Bruno like, Mars when he was at the MGM part. Was it with uh, yeah. Anderson Pack, or was it no, just no, Bruno? no? It was just, just Bruno. Bruno. Okay. Both of those shows are really, really good. But I, I, Bruno for me is the best living to me male. Too. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. All right. So you don't think this is going to become Holly? You don't think a lot of movies and stuff? Oh, no. I absolutely think think it's happening too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's a natural progression. And I think that um, it's a natural progression. And, you know, I think Nevada wants all those things to happen here. And we want more like big stars to move here. It only helps the city. It does, man. And as as having a family of a six year old and a three year old, Man, every new development they put up in Vegas, there's a park. There's so much yeah. stuff for the family to do. And every time I tell somebody I live in Vegas, all people think about is the strip. Yeah. But I lived in Miami and everybody thought it was South Beach. No, there's Fort Lauderdale. There's, there's a lot of different places. You yeah. Know what I mean? So, yeah. I, Are you excited for F1? No. no. Why? I'm not a, I'm not an F1 it's, fan. You know what I mean? You know, for, I, the, for the city, I'm yes. I'm not either, but it's going to be like, it's that, literally going to be like the the biggest influx of like international yeah. Yeah. celebrity yeah. money that you've seen. Let me tell you the problem with it. Well, they you have, just don't want to deal with the traffic. It's oh, I don't care about traffic. I won't ever deal with the traffic because I'm at the Rio at the comedy cellar out of New York. So we don't even make it to the strip. So that's not the problem. What the problem is the stuff I've looked over, they haven't figured out a way to get people to work. What do you It's going to be all the people that work in the hotels, all the streets are cut off. Like they have not, and I'm gonna tell you right now, that's oh, gonna be a big problem. We're gonna figure that out. We're gonna, <laughs> see, that's the problem. They haven't figured it out. Though. I no, trust me. The city is has. I'm sure has, already has a plan, and I'm sure they're gonna. I'm figure telling it you, Mike, out. it's gonna be a nightmare. I'm letting <laughs> you know because I was in Miami when they did their first F1, and it was a night. Every anytime it's the first one, it's like yeah. the first iPhone, the first Tesla, the first every. It's not gonna go well. So just yeah. know that, and I know you're being positive. You're Vegas strong, <laughs> yeah. and I get it. But they're gonna, it's going to be a nightmare because logistically, you don't know the problems till they happen. And I saw it. I was there in Miami. Everybody thought, oh, smooth. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Now it is, nine, ten years later. Yeah. But like anything, when you first open the club, you have a opening. and then So it's not going to go perfect. Yeah. I think the biggest issue, they don't know how to get people to work because they said they had shuttles, but the shuttle is all the way by Circa or somewhere out there, and you're going to bust thousands of people to work? Come on, man. Stop it. Stop Getting it. Homes, I have faith that it's going to be good. Yeah, because you get to stay in a hotel, Mike. <laughs> 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 you're going to be in a hotel and not ever leave. I, Everybody there dude, are awesome. you crazy? You know how high the room rates are going to be? I'm going to be. I'm going to have to drive back and forth like everybody else. Wow. Yeah. They're already, they're already so high. So. The room rates are going to be... The room rates are going to be high, but it's also going to be like... It's going to be a massive party, and if you're there, you're never going to forget it. Oh, I won't That's be there. I'm letting I'm you know right know. now, Mike. I am not going to be there. I, I, Because, like, here's the thing that's amazing. You've done this, and you still go out. I could not be you. Um, I do go out. I don't go out as much as I used to. Um, and now when I go out, I'm also 10 years sober, so um, I don't drink. Uh, so when I do go out, it is for work, pretty much. Now, okay, I've never drank. So, well, I drank when I was 21 to 22, 23, something like that. But aren't people so annoying when they're drunk, when you're sober? Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm used to it. I mean, sure, like yeah. there's been those times when like I just finished working for 
15 hours that day and I'm trying to get to my car in the parking garage. I get in a elevator to go to the parking garage Ugh. and it's full with drunk bachelorettes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yes, I get it. I that's get it. happened. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's annoying, but I can deal because when I'm in the club working, um, one, I'm working two, I have earplugs in. So that saves oh, my life. Yeah. Um, so like, um, I'm not screaming in people's ears. They're not screaming in my what, ear. Like what this. place are you? What What's your pretty much standard? I'm here. If you're on the strip, you're where? Do you bounce around or are you kind of at one Well, place? now that the summer has going, I'm at I'm at Tal Beach a lot in the Venetian. Yeah. I'm at Omnia, um, Hakkasan in MGM, Omnia at Caesars, Marquis at Cosmopolitan. Um, we just opened a new restaurant called Cathedral, which is in the Aria. Oh, um, is so that, that nice? Oh, it's gorgeous. You have to go. Should oh, yeah. I asked the people they wanted to go to Lavo? Yeah, is no, you're nice? set up for tomorrow. I know. Mike said, yes. "Are you? Is that a night? What is that? I don't even know what to expect from it's that. Italian food." Oh, I love Italian. Okay, so we're good. yeah. Have you not been to the one in New York? No, I'm not fancy. My, my oh. <laughs> no, hey, let, let me. Tell we you. just opened. We actually have one that we opened a Lavo uh, last summer uh, on Sunset Strip. It's across from uh, Boa. Oh, um, so uh, it's right there on Sunset. So if you ever in LA and you want to go, but Lavo is phenomenal Italian food. Like you're gonna be, you're gonna be very full. One one thing you'll learn about me: I'm very, very low maintenance. Okay. I wear the same thing every day. I don't go anywhere. I just I'm work. like that too. And like yeah. some people, but your are, life makes it seem like I get it. I get yeah. it. Your life may, It's kind of like when I was on TV on E and all that stuff. They were like, "Oh my God, you're always out." I was like, "No, I shoot and then I go home." Like yeah. it's yeah. But your life makes it because you're always at those places. I get it. Yeah. Well, the last the last two months has been extremely busy. Uh, blessingly so. Um, we've been. We had multiple restaurant openings. We did pop-ups in Coachella. We, uh, we, I just did this huge weekend with uh, Ryan Reynolds' um, soccer team from the UK. Rexham. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, yeah. So they won uh, that that game, and then Ryan and Rob, who co-owned the team, they sent them to Vegas, and so we did an entire weekend. That's amazing. Uh, so I was out every day and every night, uh, and it was really exhausting like i i was like because these guys are like most of them are there's some in their 30s but most are in their 20s and they're oh, they're they, going they haven't been to vegas so like it was so it was like thrilling to like watch them walk into omnia and they're like oh my god yeah um but every weekend is different last it, weekend what did i do last weekend oh i had a bachelorette party for hannah godwin from uh the bachelorette yep um she's getting married to dylan barber who was also uh part of that whole thing i'm not totally familiar with the show because i don't watch it but um she was getting recognized everywhere we went so i I know she's very popular um and yeah what what if you could suggest one place for people to go just one tau or not what would it be for, if if you're an alien and you go for dinner? I would do Tao for sure because it's a Vegas staple, yeah. uh, also a staple of New York. Before I even worked for the company, like I remember seeing Tao on that episode of Sex in the City, yeah, and I was like, wow, wow. And when you walk in, it's so stunning. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's it's, it's a it's a it's a big jaw dropping moment, especially like when you are not used to Vegas and, and seeing all these over the top places. Yeah. Uh, so I would definitely recommend Tao for dinner. And then for the club, I would recommend Omnia at Caesar's Palace. Omnia. Omnia. Uh, yeah. Have you been to any of these? See, I, was gonna say, I was literally just going to say, I said, I'm 22. I've been here for five years. Never been to any nightclub. And you got to start getting like, out. I know, right? I, I know. It's usually, usually it's financials. I'm like, okay, I got you. I'm trying You're to say. You're 22. You got to be but, out every night. Bro. Yeah, I know. Meeting people, having fun. I used music. to go out like five, six nights a week, just like, not only just working, but like, like meeting people, like hustling. Like, I'm so glad I, I haven't, I still get out, but not like that. Yeah, that's a different that's a different mm-hmm. world right there. Yeah, because I think like when you when you move somewhere and you don't know anybody, you're starting from zero. Like you have more motivation. You have to because you you don't want to be alone. Did you move to L.A.? Like, how did that work? I got hired on E with no television experience. What? It was the most random thing. I was on the radio. Ted Harbor at the time who ran E. His daughter. I, this is a story I've heard. I'm not sure, but. 
was going to go to UM or was thinking about it. They were in town. They heard me on the radio. They're like, this guy. And I was interviewing Nick Lachey after he broke up with Jessica Simpson when he wouldn't talk to anybody. And Ooh, he, that was a good guess. It was a great get, but it was just for radio, you know? So he's like, no cameras, but we'll do it. And he came on, and Ted heard that, and he goes, if this guy can get him, and this is a... Ted was the guy that used to... Date Chelsea. Yes. Back in the day. What a phenomenon that show was. Chelsea lately is... I've been on a lot of TV shows, but to see a show that would take people that were retired comics, and she turned they she hired them as writers, and then they were selling out everywhere they went. I was on Chelsea. I started comedy and was selling out. Oh, my God. I used to love that show. That was the American Idol for comedians. Like I really literally. used to. I used to love that show, and she was so I'm, good. I think I met, I think I met Ted once because he was at Chloe's wedding. Yes, was he was there with Chelsea, right? Yes, because I remember that was the one outside. I was there yes. too. Yes, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. yeah. We who Tristan? No, who was? That? Wait, no, no. Uh, Lamar. Lamar, that's Lamar. right. It was yes. Lamar, man. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, and that's when that's when um I think somebody was Courtney or somebody was pregnant. And I was talking to Bruce and he told me the gender of the child. Because back then that was like, oh you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, and I was like, you're not supposed to be telling me that. So he goes, I don't care. You know, so it was it was funny and it was under a tent, the dinner and everything. Yeah, I, I went that. to Chelsea. I went to a few tapings. I was I well, I had met Jason kennedy first yeah and then that's how i met ryan bassford yes and then ryan kind of introduced me to a lot of the comics because he was kind um, of chelsea's person yes at the time yeah and then that's how i met chelsea was through him um yeah nice nice all right man well shoot i i'm so excited to be in vegas and like i said yeah. i just wanted to catch up and anything you're looking forward to this is my last question to you What's your ultimate, is there an end point for you? Like, what's your goal? Is it always doing what you're doing now? Or do you want to own like a towel manager? I mean, what, like, what's your final goal? No, I think um, I enjoy, I mean, I love, I've been with Tao for 17 years. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're Jason and Noah, um, all of the partners, uh, they're very, they've been so great to me. Yeah. Um, so I have i'm not really sure yeah. i mean i my job my role keeps changing because media keeps changing so like i keep i continue to grow and we just um partnered with uh an amazing company uh called mahari uh so we're excited to about that partnership uh and we are now working with them to expand our brand uh globally uh you know we have 70 some venues now oh, wow internationally so um it's it's i'm now get, getting to work not just in vegas but new york la london um miami like sending talent and that's my job really is to that's great just create maintain and expand upon relationships with people in entertainment that carry influence and then expose them to all of our brands and make them a organic uh ambassador and one last question i didn't ask is you said you're 10 years sober what made you want to get sober oh man i was a total i didn't really let it affect my work but i just was young and um i think that being around celebrities and people with money um and continuing to drink out of habit uh it just got to be too much and um, as Oprah says, you know, when God wants to tell you something, first he gives you a whisper mm -hmm. and then he'll give you a little bit of a pebble and then he'll give you a rock. <laughs> and if you still don't listen, you're going to hit a wall. Uh, and I hit probably about three walls and I was grateful to come out of all that stuff. And I was like, okay, like I'm not going to do this anymore. And so I just, um, I made the decision that I'm not going to do that anymore. And I, I haven't ever looked back and I I don't have a problem being around people that are drinking. I'm around it all the time. I have no desire to go back to that whatsoever at all. In fact, sometimes like I have nightmares about it. Like I'll yeah. be I'll be dreaming and I'll be I'll be in the dream and like I'll be like wasted somewhere and I can't find my phone and like how am I gonna get home? And I wake up in a hotel room and I don't know where I'm at. Like Oh man, like, and I have, so, and I, I feel the anxiety in the dream, and I'm like, oh, I'm, ah, and then it's like I wake up and I'm like, oh. 
Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I get like reminded yeah. every once in a while, like, you but know, you need that. You need yeah. that. I mean, yeah. it's a good thing. It's like, Hey, this I could have been, you know, stay Man, on course. I, I have no desire to go back to that life and God bless. Like if you feel like you have a problem, if you need somebody to talk to, just please go to an AA meeting. Um, and you don't even have to say anything. You can just listen to people talk. Like, um, I always suggest that. All right, man. Thank you so much. Of for course, man. man. Thank you for having you. me. Oh, yeah. All right. Make sure you like it, click it, and all that good Subscribe. stuff. Subscribe. Subscribe. There, You're better than, at this yes, than me. Where can people find you? Oh, yeah. Where can people find you? I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter. It's at Mike Snedeker. Um, and I'm sure you'll spell it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll, we'll put I it out you. on the screen yeah. right there. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. Thanks. Bye, guys.